Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing. Great are you, Lord. Oh, all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry, these bones will sing.
and all of creation declares your greatness. We join in with all of creation and declare who you are, King of the universe, God of all. You are worthy of our praise, and we love you. In your precious name we pray. Everybody said amen. Come on, can we lift him up one more time today? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We are so excited that you're with us today. Thank you for worshiping with us, whether you're online or in the building. We're just grateful you're making Meadowbrook Church a part of your weekend. Why don't you turn around, tell somebody it's good to see him in the house today. Then you can be seated. Let's do this. We're going to lift our hands to the Lord, but we're not just going to do that mindlessly. We're going to connect our heart. So come on, let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. Father, we love you this morning. We, have, we sang it, Lord, and we're going to say it right now that you are great, God. You are great. And we honor you and we worship you this morning. We declare that you are God and there is none other. I thank you that you're our Savior and you're strong. I thank you that you're precious, that you are careful with us you are patient with us you are a prince of peace we are the apple of your eye and and lord you see us and you know us and you take good care of us we are indeed the sheep of your pasture we are in your care and there is no place we'd rather be than in your care and lord i thank you for each one today and i pray that you touch them i pray that you'd help them i pray that you would encourage them lord i ask in this in this time that you would just reset our emotions that you would restore our soul thank you for the forgiveness of sins thank you that you restore the joy of salvation and i pray in this morning while we're here god that there would just be a holy reset a holy resync that we get you in the right place that we magnify you and get you in the right place again so all the other things can find their rightful place and lord i pray for those that may would be here this morning that feel far from you. They feel, they don't feel close. They're just not sure about it. I just pray that Holy Spirit of God touch them, draw them to yourself, reveal your love, your goodness to them, touch them in some way. And Lord, I ask for your help now as I deliver your word. I need your anointing. I need your help. And Lord, I ask that you touch me and help me so I can deliver your word in the right way. And I thank you that your word will not return into you void. It will accomplish what you've sent it out to do. It's going to prosper in the very thing and in the very place that you send it. And I thank you, God, for good things, holy things, lasting things to happen in and for and through every one of us today. And once again, we pray that when everything would be said and done today, we want that you, Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head over all things to this church, Jesus, we want you to be pleased, we want you to be honored, and we want that these, your people, every single one of them, would be helped today. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said amen. Amen, amen. amen. Come on, let's thank the Lord, can we? Amen. And let's give a great big welcome to our online family. Could we do that? God bless you. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, anybody here tough as nails? Yeah. 
Okay, that's why we're in this series. How many of you want to be tough as nails? Okay. So we're actually in week five of this series, Tough as Nails. We're talking about strength. We're talking about resilience. And we need strength and we need resilience for the days we're in. Can I get an amen on that? Because on our own, we just do not have the strength that we need um, for the days we're in, the things we deal with, problems we deal with, fears, temptations, challenges. We just don't have all that we need. We know that we need strength. We know that we need something beyond ourselves. And we need a strength, hear this, we need strength that only God can supply. I'll, I'll let that sink in. We need a strength that only God can supply. This is not will worship. This is not some supplement you can take or some conference you can go to, some seminar you can be a part of, and wow, there I am. No, we need, we need help way from way beyond ourselves. We need a strength that only comes from God, and God is our source. That's our bottom line. God has to be your source. You can call upon him to be your source. You can count upon him to be your source. And in, in particular, we're talking about the strength that we need for the times that we're, that we're in. Now, by way of quick review, we all have problems and we all have pressures. And the problem is not the issue. The pressure is not the issue. Strength is the issue. So if you, you go out to eat and you say, yeah, I'd like to get the uh, Brussels sprouts with bacon. And they say, well, that's $1.50 more. Well, if you got 10 bucks extra, no problem. Give me my Brussels sprouts. I don't think y'all like Brussels sprouts. I think they're awesome. Uh, Let's say that you're moving something or trying to, and it's heavy and it's big, and you don't have the strength, you have a problem. You're going to need to get help. But if you have the strength, if you have the grip, if you have the strength, then the problem is no problem. So get this. In life, apply this. Pressures that you have, problems that you have, that's not the issue. The issue truly is strength, and it's a strength not that we muster up, not that you gather your four friends. It's a strength that comes from God. God has to be your source for that strength. And hear me, you can call upon him for that strength. You, you can. Sometimes it's as simple as saying, Jesus. Seriously. Sometimes it's just calling, Holy Spirit, I need your help. And that he would be that strength and he would be that help for you. Look with me in Proverbs 24, verse 10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. In the message paraphrase, if you fall to pieces in a crisis, there wasn't much to you in the first place. And that's an ouch. But here's the thing. You and I are not a sovereign, independent being. You and I do not have a spirit or a life of ourselves. Get this. You must be spiritually connected. You have to be connected to the source who is, which is God. 
because you and I are not sovereign and independent of ourselves. So I want to give you a little bit of a theological foundation for all of this and where we're going today. So this is something you just need to know. This is something that you need to understand. First of all, that the strength that we need is supernatural. Say supernatural. And it's inner. It's, it's on the inside. It's a spiritual inward strength. We've read about it in previous weeks in, in Scripture. That's where I need it. That's where I need it. I need it on the inside. Because you might be strong on the outside, and you can collapse on the inside. Um, you know, the goal again, and I have a weekly podcast that we're talking about that's called Inside Out. That's how you live. You live from the inside out. I say it virtually every episode on the podcast. The goal is to be bigger and stronger on the inside than the pressure and the problems on the outside. You know, so if you've ever, ever, um, you know, if, if the pressure is too much, something goes too deep into the ocean or too high into the, into the sky, pressures really, really do matter. And we have, we have to be bigger and stronger on the inside for this. So the strength that we're talking about comes from God. It's supernatural. You're not going to be able to fully explain it. You're not going to be able to fully understand it. And you know what? I'm okay with that. I just need it. I maybe have a whole lot of things in your life that you can't fully understand or explain. Everything from your phone to your microwave. A million things in your life, you know, that I don't, I, I can't explain it, but I need it. I want it. I use it. And the same is true of this spiritual strength that comes from God. Now, let's get this kind of a theological foundation. The source of this strength, the source of this strength is a relationship with the almighty God. The God, your heavenly father, is your source of this strength. Second of all, it was accomplished and is accomplished through faith in Jesus Christ, in his completed work of a sinless life, his death on the cross, his resurrection from the dead, his ascension to heaven, seated at the right hand of the Father, all of that matters, and this power was accomplished through faith in what Jesus did. And it is available through the person, the presence, the work of the Holy Spirit. So God is the source. God is the source. Jesus, through his work, created the connection so that it is accomplished, and now it is available to us, like I said, through the presence, through the power, through the, the person and the work of the Holy Spirit. Look in 2, Tim, uh, 2 Peter rather, chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. Grace and peace. Let me just stop right there. How many of you like grace and peace? All right, let me ask it this way. How many of you wouldn't mind if we took grace and or peace away from you? You would mind that, right? So how many of you like grace and peace? Okay, that's like asking, do you like water and air? Okay. So grace and peace, and look what it says. Grace and peace be multiplied. How many of you know that's way better? Okay. So grace and peace be multiplied to you in the what? In the knowledge. So this, this is very important. The knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord as his divine power has given to us what? 
So all things, would that include strength? Would that include resilience? It's all things. As his divine power is given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge, again, of him who called us by glory and virtue. So we need to know those things. Let me take you a little bit further, and this is where I'm wanting to go today. Here's something else that we need to know and we need to understand. It is possible on our part that God would give us all the strength we need and we lose it. And maybe somebody's ever given you something before and you lost it. Okay, we've got no takers in this. I got, okay, all right. How many of you have ever been given something before and you wasted it? Okay. Um, and I know that God will give us everything that we need for life and godliness and it will be enough. His grace is sufficient. Literally, it's proportional. So if I need a lot of it, he will give a lot of it. You go through something hard, you're going to need a lot of grace. You're going to need a lot of strength. God will supply that. That doesn't strain him. If you just need a little bit, he'll give you what you need. It's always sufficient. It's proportional. And so I believe it is possible God gives us all that we need and we lose it. We waste it. It leaks out of our life. We give it away. It, it is possible on our part to invite strength or to block strength. It is possible on our part to cooperate with God or to not cooperate with God. Am I telling the truth? I, it is possible for us to participate and cooperate and where we fill up with strength, I believe it's also possible for us to conduct ourselves in such a way that we drain off the strength. Hebrews um, where'd it go? I just lost my verse. It's coming up later. <laughs> Got ahead of myself in my mind. Um, all right, one way to know, one way to know if I have the strength or if I'm losing strength, you ready for this? Is joy. Joy. Don't look at anybody, but your joy is an indicator. I wish we had like a meter or a gauge. I wish our smartwatches would help us with this. You know, sometimes my watch will tell me, it's time to stand up. I'm driving. And it, it will tell you things. Time to breathe. I am breathing. <laughs> breathe more. You know, and there's so many indicators. Of things. Your car on the dashboard lights up. The car's overheating. It's time for an oil change. You know, all of those things. <laughs> Get that oil changed. <laughs> all right. So it tells us things. I wish we had some kind of meter or gauge, we actually do, where we could tell. I almost wish it was obvious to others, but not really. It's like, wow, your joy level's kind of low. You should get that checked. You fill her up, right? 
But one of the indicators of do I have the strength that God has given me or am I losing it? Did I give it away? Is it leaking out? Would be our joy levels. Now get this. Strength shows up as joy. Nehemiah 8.10, if you remember, the prophet said this, the joy of the Lord is our strength. For the rest of you, the joy of the Lord is our strength. Strength shows up as joy. It's, it's a cycle. The other part of this is joy is a product. It's one of the products of faith. Joy is a product of faith. And I think it corresponds with our level of faith. And we're going to expand on that here today. What is faith, though? People have made it so complex. Faith is this. It's trust. It's confidence. I believe. And so what are we talking about? God is our source. Do you, do you have faith that God is your source for strength? Do you, do you believe, do you try, are you confident, are you persuaded that God has enough strength to help you? Do, do you, are you, are you just sure of that? And that tomorrow he, uh, I hate to tell you this, but with inflation and everything else, I just don't have the strength to give you that I've been giving you. No, God will never run out. Do you believe that? Well, when you believe that, see, part of this joy and strength, it is a product, a byproduct of faith. Look at Romans 15. Now may the God of, of hope fill you with all joy and peace, help me, in believing. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and all Peace in believing. Joy and peace are a product of faith. Look at it. We'll just drop in the middle of it in the message paraphrase. Fill you up with joy. Fill you up with peace so that your believing lives filled with the life-giving energy of the Holy Spirit. So joy and peace are a product, a byproduct of, of faith. Did you know we're supposed to live by faith? We're to walk by faith and not by, but what are most people doing? We are moved and live by what we see all the time. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But we're hearing, but just as faith comes by hearing, fear comes by hearing. That's why Jesus said you need to be careful what you are hearing. And and we've lost all of our filters and we're focused on the wrong things. And so we're having a hard time with faith and we're having a hard time with fear. And we're supposed to walk by faith. We're supposed to live by faith, which means this, live trusting God. You didn't hear me. You're to live trusting God. You're to walk. You're to walk trusting God start your day you're going to walk and you're going to walk out into your day it's a scary place yeah but God is so big and God is so great 
And God is so strong and nothing catches God by surprise. And I am his and nothing can take me out of his hands and nothing can separate me from the love of God. And he always causes me to triumph in Christ Jesus. You got to know it. You got to believe it. You got to say it. And walk by faith, not by sight. Not by all the news that you're watching and listening to. Some of y'all are a wreck. Because you're listening and watching too much to the wrong stuff. Well, it might change in the next half hour. So I got to watch the next half hour. Back to the message. Our joy and peace, which are strength indicators. Get this. This is the meter. How's, how's my strength? Joy and peace are going to kind of tell me. If you've got some joy and peace, I'm telling you what, strength is present. If joy and peace are really kind of low, strength has ebbed out. And that's not on God. That's on us. That's on us. So our joy and our peace, those strength indicators, should not, get this, should not rise or fall based on every news cycle. Our joy and peace, those strength indicators, should not rise and fall on what the market's doing. Our joy and peace levels should not rise or fall based on life events or whatever else is going on. Our joy and peace are indicators of our trust in God who is faithful, who will give me the strength and everything I need for life and for godliness. That doesn't mean you're thrilled with everything that's going on in the world, because I'm not. But my joy and my peace are solid when I keep my trust in God, who's the source of my strength and resilience. Amen. This faith-strength connection produces in our life, don't miss this, this faith-strength connection produces Stability. Stability. What is one of our goals? To become more and more happy, stable, fruitful, and blessed. So that we can be a blessing, ultimately to bring glory to God. And stability, being stable, is pivotal. It's pivotal. It's pivotal to you walking and getting through every day and everything is to not be tossed to and fro, as the Bible talks about. Blown about the waves of the sea and every wind of doctrine. We, got, we can't be that way. We've got, we've got to be standing on a rock. We've got to be solid. Are you hearing me? And in and of ourselves, we're not solid. We are the tumbleweeds. But he is our strength, and he's the one who makes us like a tree planted by rivers of water. Roots go down. It does not fear when heat comes. Leaf stays green, continues to bear fruit in its season. Jeremiah 17, Psalm 1, that's the logo of this church for almost 33 years. You shall be like a tree when you put your trust in God and not that tumbleweed that's getting blown around stability stability 
And we've got to have more stability in our life because otherwise, you know what? People aren't going to believe a thing you say. They need, to some, they need to see some people who walk and trust in their God and can walk through anything and have a pretty good semblance of some stability in their life, which shows that God is at work in their life. Amen. Remember this, that life is what you can control. Let's think about that just for a moment. What can you control? Think about those things. I can brush my teeth. I can lock my car. I can make sure I don't run out of gas. These are all things in our control. Y'all with me? No one's wanting to take responsibility anymore. There are a lot of things in your control. Okay, that's on you. Okay, life is what you can control. And life is, get this, how you respond to what you cannot control. Read that one with me how you respond to what you cannot control. Uh, honest question. I'm really wanting to see if there's anybody here that this is them. How, is there anybody here that can control gas prices? Well, apparently nobody can, okay? Um, so what do you do with that? Well, while you're getting gas, you run your mouth. That seems to be the popular thing to <laughs> even all by yourself. And then if there's somebody on the other side of the pump, bless their hearts. <laughs> Why am I talking that way? Because I don't want you to hear what I'm saying. Okay? Can I control gas prices? No. But that's some people, that's all they want to talk about. Or politics, or this, or that, or this, or that. What do I do when I pull up? Oh, it went up some more. No. I trust God. Because life is what I can control. And life is how I respond to what I cannot control. So I cannot control that, but I can act like it's in my purview and give up my peace and give up my joy because I can't control it. The things I cannot control, I need to trust God. And it'll show up in your mouth. Lord, I thank you that it's here. I thank you that I'm not having to fight anybody for it. I thank you that I have provision where I can get some. I'm thinking I've got something to put it in. Are y'all with me? And you can keep your peace and keep your joy. And slam the door to your car and drive off and burn gas. 